I wonder if by the time this posts, people will have gotten over Angela, Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> Angela Bassett did the thing. Everybody, you know what everybody says about that is that I can't get it out of my oh head. Oh my god, I cannot it's get it out of my head. It's an epidemic, though. It's an everybody. That's, that's <laughs> that is the thing that everybody says about it. It really, I just, it's on a loop. It's on a loop. A huge part of the weirdness was just the delivery, <laughs> which it feels like she kind of realized. During the performance, like as she was yes. performing, how stupid it was. Yeah. <laughs> Up until that point, I bet she was committed because you saw her backstage yeah, the, and she's very BTS. confident about it. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden she realized like, oh, I have to do this in front of people. <laughs> and so she's kind of just like <laughs> muttering it. And, you know, there's a. Was she, why was she so out of breath? She's on Broadway. Doesn't she like sing and dance and stuff? You would think her cardio would be incredible. I don't know. It's 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 really just it's just about the weirdest thing about it. <laughs> well, what's so crazy, too, is that like I don't even know. I don't know when the BAFTAs come on. I've never watched the BAFTAs yeah. and I had no idea that it had come on. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't heard. But then all of a sudden I was I couldn't escape it even though I had not seen yes. it. And then I started seeking it out. This <laughs> was <laughs> like, it's like an itch I have to scratch. Like I just need her to hear her say it, you know? Yeah. You are my passion for life. Do you see this thing that dicks are getting bigger? Oh. Yeah. They, dicks are getting bigger. Inflation. Dicks are getting bigger. Yeah. There, they, there was like a meta-analysis, a meta-analysis performed on dick measurement studies. Okay. And, you know, a lot of it, I assumed, was a lot of that data I thought was self-reported. You know, they looked at 75 studies. And I thought you said you're going to say 75 dicks. I was like, that's not that many. <laughs> no, I've seen more than 75 so. dicks. Totally. <laughs> um, but then they say, after adjusting for geographic regions, subject age, and subject population, erect penal length increased 24% wow. over the past 29 years. Oh, my God. And, in fact, um, they, they threw out. They didn't look at self-measurement. They only looked at oh, the actual okay. when like an actual measurement was performed by some kind of clinician. And I want to know what's the standard of that is like, are you measuring from the ball, the bottom, like from the balls to the end? Or are you like going from like the top and like it's like you're measuring measuring from your skin on your like groin? That's a very good question. This analysis was restricted to data collected from original articles that examined men's penile length. Studies were considered eligible if the quantitative measurement of penis size was measured by an investigator, measured from the root of the penis. What does that mean? To the tip of the glands, where your penis meets your body. So up here or down where it, I your would balls? Say, I would think above, basically. I would okay. think on the top side. Because okay. maybe they think that the root could be down below because that gives you like a good inch oh yeah at least yeah that's really interesting okay so what do you Ar think wait, articles were excluded if they based on a self-measurement so i saw people dismissing this saying but all penis studies are self-reported no they're not says this oh, study that okay. looked at a bunch dicks are getting bigger they say it's a bad thing it's like plastics or something i don't know enjoy <laughs> it it's like it's like it's gonna be balmy before the world overheats you know the dicks right. are getting bigger before yeah. they're gonna be extinct die yeah die but so do you think it's because of hormones in our food like hormones in maybe. like milk or whatever maybe people were like oh soybean like you know lowers your testosterone or whatever seems like guys dicks are getting bigger does seem like guys dicks are getting bigger or is it a thing where it's been like evolution and women are choosing guys with bigger dicks to have children with and then those guys kids have big dicks and then you know the smaller dick guys are maybe being phased out. 
the etiology of the increase in erect penis length over time remains uncertain. It can be speculated that these changes may be linked with observations that pubertal milestones are occurring younger in boys than in the past. Data suggests that earlier pubertal, pubertal growth may be associated with increased body sizes, including longer penile length. The etiology, etiology of temporal changes in puberty remains unknown. Investigators have hypothesized sedentary lifestyle slash obesity or increasing exposure to hormone disrupting substances may play a role. Mm. Indeed, emerging data suggests that Wait, diverse... So if you sit around, you have a bigger dick? This is what they're saying. Wow. Well, the, I love uh, this side effect of our environment going to crap. It's true. It's like the one good thing. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really found that's the case, although I haven't been looking at dicks over time. You know? Well, I mean, you've seen dicks in old porn. Yeah, but they're they're porn dicks, so they're okay. big. Yeah, I guess. You know? Although not all of them. I mean, there's a lot of average size dicks in porn. Still what, today, so what is the new average? Six inches. What was it before? I thought six inches was always Something the average. Like four and a half. Oh no. my god. Um. Yeah. Here. Let okay. Me, I, can I can give you say that exact. Just anecdotally, uh, I don't think I've encountered a lot of four-inch dicks. I've only encountered like a couple. For it to be average, that's crazy to me, because that means that there's a lot of less than four-inch dicks that are. Yeah. Yeah. No, know? it's true. I don't know. I've seen a lot of not huge dicks in my life. I really haven't. Well, I guess you've been lucky. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that we're reading an academic paper. This, by the way, was published in the World Journal of Men's Health. What? Oh, I always have other sex Don't things to it. talk about. Okay, fun, more fun facts? Yeah, this is the fun fact. In Ireland, incest is illegal. A, a woman can't have sex with her dad or brother mm -hmm. or male cousin. Gay incest is legal. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, because there's such holy rollers over there, you know, so it's like you're not really supposed to be gay at all. But it, I like that that's that's the one thing you get because it's 10 years imprisonment. I mean, it should uh, hopefully I like, mean, for it to say that it's like, explicitly legal, any kind of like abuse in terms of uh, underage, like like, you know, incest from parents. Yeah, I Even think if, if, kids if you have sex with anyone under a certain age, yeah. it's illegal. But not if they're 18. Right. Mother-daughter team, if you want to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, they, you know, a lot of people do that anyway. Like, people who do that do that, regardless of the law. Well, they can't go to prison for it. Yeah. You can go to prison for up to 10 years. But, like, but if you did... actual incest. But like, if you fucked your mother, you wouldn't go to prison. Like, there's no way that anybody would find out about it. Oh, you don't think people would talk? Well, I, mean, I, I guess if you did, but if you want to keep that a secret, I you guess, can keep yeah. it a secret. It's just the That's two of you. makes me want to throw taboo. up. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, a, I have two fun facts, actually. And wow. this one you'll be really interested in. Two in one week. You remember how you were saying that there's no day for the day after tomorrow, tomorrow? No word. No word. Sorry. What did I say? Day. Oh. There's no word for the day after tomorrow. It's just day after tomorrow. Yeah. And you wanted it to be tomorrow. Hour. Yeah. There actually, there is a word oh, for it. Oh, what's the word? Overmorrow. Overmorrow. Yeah. Okay. But I like yours. I mean, that one does sound kind of classy, but I like Yeah, it tomorrow sounds like something that would be in a poem. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, absolutely. Overmorrow. Uh, when, when does it date back to? Is it like 17th century? I mean, is it in common usage? Is it archaic? 
It's obsolete in English. The latest citations are from the 16th century. Wow, that's a long time ago. This is like really wacky. The whole like, you know, intellectual dark web type of shit, Barry Weiss shit. It really shows it seems at this point. I listened to that fucking terrible podcast that her free press put out. Is it the J.K. Rowling one? Yeah. Oh, it's not good. Oh, it's I awful. I was going to listen it's to it. It's so fucking boring and padded. I thought it was terrible. I wrote a bad review of it. It's it's it hasn't to gotten it. to the trans stuff. It's still on like religious book burnings of Harry Potter. That's basically the entire second episode. And it's like, who cares about those people? They That book is like gigantic. It's like bigger than the Bible. And so that story, their point, the people who are like after her are such a speck. In, in the entire fabric of humanity. It was like a thing, though. It was a I, so thing. Is th- so, this so you mention it. So you mention it. Is it about the trans stuff or this is about everything? It's about the witch whole... trials. I mean, it, look. Well, I think that's, that's an interesting, like. There, there is, it, it must be an interesting experience to go from kind of being like reviled on the right to being reviled yeah. on the left. Yeah. Too bad the show does not have the capacity to make that they actually that? interesting. Oh. But they say that and that's about all they do with it. While they slowly drip out this story. Okay. How many episodes is it? So far two. And they haven't gotten to the trans stuff. So I assume it's like, let's say four, six, eight, ten. Here's the problem. That it's a good idea for an article, but it's an article's worth of material that is now being a podcast. Mm. So it's so padded. Megan Phelps Roper, you know, after she did that fucking Karen abologist shit. What is that? Remember she, she wrote about the Central Park Karen what, what did she write? She said that Christian Cooper had threatened her and that the whole story wasn't being told. She's sourcing this information, by the way, from his original Facebook post that the video went viral from. Uh-huh. She's like, people don't know this story. No, you fool. The point is that even if he did exactly what it said as he did it, a, it wasn't threatening, and to to put to trot that out against a black man as a white woman is like fuck you for that. First of all, secondly, that people knew, and it was still so fucked up that Amy Cooper was on the phone saying an African American man is threatening me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's that it's that we like we know. <laughs> it's that that shit doesn't matter, and that so for her to do this Karen apologist thing and then do this J.K. Rowling thing. And look, I went back, so, so because I wrote about this, I listened to it, and I read that long-ass essay that J.K. Rowling wrote in June 2020. Rowling or Rowling? They say Rowling. They say Rowling, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, in June 2020, she did a whole thing, because it's when she started tweeting about, like, not liking the term people who menstruate, and then she went on yeah. and on and on and on. It went from there. She re- You know, she's like, I want trans women to be safe, but at the same time, I want... I want, you know, cis women, or she doesn't even say cis women. She says, like, biological women to be safe. That's why they're not allowed in our bathrooms. They're here and here and here and here and oh, here. Oh, she's against bathrooms? Yes. She's exclusory. Like, literally. I promise. Because I never really followed her trans stuff. I just heard from people that, like, she said some trans stuff, and I was like, oh, that's disappointing. And then it just kind of moved on. I never, like, read what it was. So then I, like, went to this like comprehensive glamour piece where they like put the whole thing. And I was kind of like, that's it. No, there's, and she's doubled and tripled down. So you may have, you may have walked into this at a certain point, but she's gone on and 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 made it her point and cited various kind of, you know, 
talking points, these anti-trans talking points, these anti-trans people. Uh, she's kind of watered down certain people she's aligned with. She's watered down what they've done and how they've fought and how they've fought for the right to misgender people. You know, it's like all this shitty ass shit to trans people that they're like, I have every right to, but they don't want to call it discrimination because they're too cowardly for that. It's the whole thing is such fucking bullshit. This is, uh, here's a quote. This is from the In My Words section of J.K. Rowling's website. The title of the post is, J.K. Rowling writes about her reasons for speaking out on sex and gender issues. Here's an excerpt. I would say this is about 5,000 words, maybe three. Here's about 200. Do I want trans women to be safe? At the same time, I do not want to make natal girls and women less safe. When you throw open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes or feels he's a woman, as I've said, and as I've said, gender uh, confirmation certificates may now be granted without any need for surgery or hormones, then you open the door to any and all men who wish to come inside. That is the simple truth. That is bullshit, right-wing, fear-mongering. We have to be scared of trans people shit. It's disgusting. I have been assaulted in a bathroom at the Howard. Uh-huh. I went to, like, some night. What's what's the, like, club there that's, like, up at the top? I don't know. At the Howard? I don't even know what that is. Uh, Eleven Howard. That's what it's called. If anyone who's ever been there to the whatever the club is called at the top of mm. Eleven Howard... The bathroom is really far from like the dance floor and the the bar area. You have to go down this one hall, make mm-hmm. a left, and then go down a really, really, really long, like in like comically long hallway that's narrow. And then you go into the room. And so I went into the ladies' room, but there's no attendance. There's you know it wasn't that crowded there. There was no one in the women's room with me. And then this guy just was wasted, and he came in, and I turned around, and I was like, "You don't belong in here." And then. He just like started coming toward me. It was oh like, like a zombie with like his arms out. And I was like, oh. and I was like, no, no, no. Get the fuck away from me. Absolutely not. And then oh I God. went into the stall and then immediately I was like, that was the dumbest move. Cause then he came into the stall and oh. I was like, now I'm in this fucking like little space with him. And then I had to like push him off. I was like, get off. He's like, how, no, do, you how don't did he understand. come into the stall? Cause I, I was trying to get away from him. So I like went into the stall but and he was like, no, he was right on me. Uh-huh. Like I, he, I couldn't get, a, I couldn't get him off me. Like okay. I was trying to like escape him. Sure. And then, so then he was in the stall with me uh-huh. and then I like just ducked under and then I went and I reported him. He got thrown out, yeah. but like, that's awful and scary. And I know it was really scary. And which brings us to this point that like, whether you allow trans people to use the bathrooms that they deserve or not, men still yeah, can do they that. they still do that. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah. The whole thing is just this, like, ridiculous kind of thought exercise. It's just like, oh, most trans ladies don't want anything to do with uh, ladies. No, well, I, I don't... I mean, I mean there's people that probably, are queer, but I would but feel I don't like... even know, but regardless of that... But that's not even what they're saying. What, what the dog whistle is, is that you can't... You can't since you can't really tell... Any man can put on a wig and do that. And it's just like really disrespectful and rude. And then you have like fucking Pamela Paul in the New York Times being like nothing. This opinion writer who writes facile fucking essays that she's basically Barry Weiss, you know, same level of talent and ability to argue, which is to say slim to none. You know, writes like nothing that she said was transphobic. And it was like, oh, my God. So now a cis lady is like defining things for people, you know? Yeah. Like it's it, the whole thing is so ridiculous. None of it makes any sense. Transphobic? She said nothing. I can give you the exact quote. Her, she wrote an essay in defense of J.K. Rowling. 
this comes out in tandem with the podcast, basically. This is basically an ad for the podcast because she mentions it and, and it comes out the week before the podcast and she talks about hearing the podcast. Nothing Rowling has said qualifies as transphobic, says the cis lady who wears a leather jacket because she thinks it's cool. You should read, uh, was it Molly Fisher? Wait, how old is... Emily Paul, I think she's in her 40s or maybe early 40s. Yeah, it was Molly Fisher. Molly Fisher fucking ethered the shit out of Pamela Paul in The New Yorker. She interviewed her. Listen to this lead. This is this is a great piece that I highly recommend. <laughs> this first sentence. Pamela Paul and I met twice in the same time conference room. And on both occasions, she wore a black biker jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's such a good piece. It really just kind of lays her out. Uh, also, highly recommended. I want to get the title right. Because, like, I'm getting real pissed off about this, like, really socially acceptable transphobia. I think it's, like, really fucking disgusting how much that I'm seeing and how much people are just, like, so willing to defend instead of just being kind, instead of, like, even, like, offering a space where like you know log logically let's weigh your dignity with my rhetoric and not pretend like i can be like i want you to be safe in a men's room like you know what i mean yeah like what that doesn't make sense and so the reason that i mentioned this is because that is that to me is like number one question like go through her argument and be like, this doesn't line up. This doesn't make yeah. sense. How do you reconcile saying this and saying that? Well, the thing about the bathroom is like your point exactly. Like men are going to just do that anyway, yeah. no matter what. A raper's going to rape. Exactly. So at Popula, Tom Skoka, you know, of Gawker, I worked with him. He was one of the best editors I've ever worked with in my life. He wrote the worst thing we read this week. It's a column. Why is the New York Times so obsessed with trans kids? And that's at Popula. And he wrote that in January. And he really breaks down why the coverage is so ridiculous. Like, why presenting a certain picture, a certain narrative. But the again, New York Times? Again and again of detransitioning and parents aren't sure about this and blah, blah, blah. How that kind of creates bias, even if none of the reporting per se is lies. It's how bias works Yeah. in coverage. And he breaks it down so well. You know, <laughs> in terms of sheer numbers, way more women regret uh, their abortions than trans people do transitioning. Mm -hmm. And we don't write stories, oh no, maybe we should rethink this abortion thing uh, because some women regret their abortions because the vast majority don't. Yeah. And by only picking the select kind of crew keep thrusting forward not that detransitioning isn't interesting or a thing it's of so the weird. world I guess to talk I don't, like, about read the new york times i just listen to the daily yeah i mean sometimes i'll read things that are in the times that get pushed mm -hmm. but like i've only ever heard like balanced stuff there has been a lot of balanced stuff i think that i wrote a balanced piece about a trans person uh so i but i actually signed that times letter because i was approached you know there's a bunch of kind of people who are trans and support trans people who wrote a letter to the New York Times that said very upfront, the Times has done good reporting on trans people. And if it didn't have that in that, I wouldn't have signed that because I would have said, no, I stand by my reporting mm -hmm. of trans people. I talked to multiple trans people for that piece. And I think that was like fair and good. And I 
am happy with that. And Honey Dijon was happy with that. So I would never shit on my work, mm -hmm. you know, but just this thing, the, 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 the way that these stories and, you know, how like certain like side effects and are like discussed in one drug context, hormones, but not in others, you know, just mm -hmm. just it, it, it's just kind of the slantedness of it. It's not cool. And it gives people like J.K. Rowling this ammunition. There's a there is certainly a more moderate place to land. What, what does she have to say on hormones? Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying I mean, oh, well, she very like irreparable damage, uh, you know, oh, right. these so kids she says that. Yes. All of this stuff. She references all of this stuff. She references all of the right wing anti trans talking points. All she's a turf. She's a turf. She talks about how she's not, but she is. She did write an essay called Turf Wars, and I thought that was a good title. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't read it. Here's an example of J.K. Rowling. In this essay, she lays it all out. I'm concerned about the huge explosion of young women wishing to transition and also about the increasing numbers who seem to be detransitioning, returning to their original sex because they regret taking steps that have in some cases altered their bodies irrevocably and taken away their fertility. Some say they decided to transition after realizing they were same-sex attracted and that transitioning was partly driven by homophobia, either in society or in their families. Okay, it, like my thought, I thought this during Cocaine Bear last night because that was such a boring movie. It that, looks like, like it. It's, it's not just, good. The trailer is the, is the joke. The, the movie, the concept is amazing. And yeah. the fact that the movie exists with that concept is amazing. And the, the mediocrity of the movie does not erase that amazingness that this thing exists yeah but the it, 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 the the execution pales in comparison to the actual concept you know it's a dumb movie whatever so I, as we were watching as i was watching this movie i had this thought which was that like look even if this horror scenario that like abigail shriver and jk rowling like to brought out people make decisions all the time as kids that change their life forever yeah and and what happens is you evolve and you adapt and in fact you're never the same person you're not the same person day to day so those people who transition and then want to detransition later that's their journey that's what they like that's okay for them to do that people are so afraid oh you're going to alter yourself irrevocably but that's to say that like there's some kind of essential part of life to preserve the integrity of which right but life is in flux you know you're, you're different from moment to moment what integrity is there to preserve if the very nature of life is like flux starting on hormones at a certain age is like kind of crucial mm -hmm. because it um stops you, block. you from pubing yeah in that way and then you you're able to sort of like reroute your system yeah, depending so on saying that, that it should be the last resort is like, no, I don't think it should be the last resort. I think it should be, you know, case between a case. person and their doctor. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And and if I, what I'm saying is that. Why does she need to? She doesn't even need to be saying this. I know. It's like sit in your castle, lady. And so I bring all of this up to just say there's a lot that you can call her out on. That doesn't make sense. She's speaking out both sides of her mouth and she's thinking that people are stupid enough to just read the parts that say, I don't like, I don't hate trans people, but, and if Megan Phelps Roper 
is has any kind of integrity, she'll ask her about this stuff. She'll ask, how do you square that with that? Because this is supposed to be common sense media and Barry Weiss, you know, just shoots from the hip and tells it like it is. It's her company's called the Free Press. And so, uh, so sh- show me freedom. I guarantee you this blowjob of an interview will fucking gloss over it. And it will just be like, how has your life been affected by annoying people online? Yeah. Annoying people in her mentions. Death threats. Sure, that sucks. And I'm sure that's scary, etc. You're not dead. So yeah. it's still yeah. words. It, I mean, I, <laughs> now that I mentioned you, lady. <laughs> she's on borrowed time now <laughs> a whole episode about it. i don't know she's definitely gonna use that and be like and sue us for threatening her this is this is a this is a humor podcast for comedy purposes it's novelty <laughs> it's you a know, joke you don't use it for that means real we're joking yeah wait so this one tweet that i'm looking at that she did in 2020 mm-hmm yeah, this is when she but really she got into it during lockdown. But she started before that, though, she didn't did. she? She did, yes, yes. Like, and I she feel had... like I was working at Vice when she started being Definitely. kind of um, yes. like, disappointing. Yes, like exactly. Mid, mid-teens. Well, all of this has done a lot to erase how just fucking annoying she was on Twitter. And like all of a sudden, she'd, like, she'd take a character and be like, this character is that. That's what it is. Oh, I get, that's like, like Dumbledore. Weird. Oh yeah, because Dumbledore know? was gay. Dumbledore was gay. But everyone loved when she decided that. It was it was <laughs> actually interesting. And um, Mark Harris at Entertainment Weekly wrote like a cool essay about it. I thought where he was like he kind of gave somebody the experience of like finding out this thing. You know, like I-, I knew you all along. I loved you. Now I have to deal with your gayness, and that so often actually works to just switch people. They see someone they love and their bigoted ideas melt away or or, or wrote a lot, you know, not everybody, obviously, but it's a common experience for that to happen. So she kind of did that, which I thought that reading of it was great. And, but she kept doing shit like that. Yes. She's always like kind of, you know, pairing her garden. But anyway, so she wrote, if sex isn't real, there's no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It's it isn't hate to speak the truth. Okay, I'll just say this. Yeah. No one's saying sex isn't real. I know. That's why they're getting the operations. But but, because sex does matter. Exactly. Exactly. What's not real is gender. I don't know. I don't know that no one. Is, is saying that, by the way. Like, there is a possibility that she's parroting some kind of I feel like she's weirdo. mixing up sex and gender. She, she, I, she probably is, but she also is probably parroting something someone incoherent and annoying said, because there's a lot of those people yeah, who will, like, right. come at you on Twitter and be like, da 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 and it's like, okay, this literally makes zero sense, and you just want me to say the words that were in your head, and that would have been impossible anyway, so up yours. The idea that women like me, who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences is a nonsense. It like uh, that whole sentence was a nonsense. <laughs> it's a nonsense. And so this is her. And so this is this is the woman that uh, this is what I'm saying. Megan Phelps Roper, I don't, I don't trust her. I, I don't trust her. I, I think that she's an opportunist. I think that she comes from a really bad place. Mm-hmm. And she comes from a very bad home. She comes from a very bad home. But here's what I have to say well, about ex- that. Explain here's, who she is. 
Megan Phelps Roper grew up in the Westboro Baptist Church, best known for their protests at various funerals, including of gay people, but also like real wacko ones. But because like all these like um, famous people, uh, military, military that were yeah. coming home dead from like Iraq. Yes, because God hates America. God hates fags. God hates yeah. America because America allows fags to exist. And it's this family. It's this cult. Right. And so it has some famous defectors. They, they get so much media attention. They clearly love it. But then they have these younger defectors. Megan Phelps Roper is one of them. She ran the social media. So, uh, you know, and she she wrote a whole thing. You know, she wrote a whole book about the fact that she left. And then she picks up this Amy Cooper shit. And it's the way that the, the post aggregates it from Barry Weiss's uh, newsletter is that, you know, like I the, the way they frame it in their headline is like, you know, I'm from the West Barrow Baptist Church. And so I understand what it's like to be Amy Cooper. Like, I understand like the pile on or something that Amy Cooper is going through and well I mean to be fair that if that's like where the argument like begins and ends like I can see that because you know uh it oh, must you be like a, talk about pile on it's just whatever. like a psychological that's a cycle that fucks people up like of course it you does know, like being so, shamed yes. even if they deserve it so there it is fucks people up and I think that there absolutely is a narrative to write from Amy Cooper's perspective that doesn't necessarily apologize for mm-hmm. her but that merely reports it and that what what they did and I it guess it should they be more about like tolerance too. and and like the like solutions to dealing with like ignorant people instead of just like yeah, exactly exactly it shouldn't actually destroying and the fact that people's she, like psyche in the piece it should have said it was fucked up that she kept mentioning his race but it apologizes for that it said oh the connection was bad so she had to repeat it that's that's their apology oh, for it I, don't put fuck that. these don't people that. i'm telling you it's so stupid they're it's I mean, I think hoodwink. the defense of that woman is that she clearly seemed mentally ill. Mentally ill. You know, mentally like, ill. there's something wrong with her. And, I don't and know then for people I, to pile on top of her. I don't think that's a defense. I think that's an explanation. Yes. Yeah. So, so but for people to pile on top an already mentally ill person, like, you, you know, you, you're like kind of messing with disaster. Like have to be a, someone might kill themselves, you know? Totally. You'd have to be a very good storyteller, really, to, to make that sing. Mm hmm. Good storytellers are not involved in this endeavor. <laughs> and uh, so I bring all of this up just to say uh, that I don't, th- I will be listening. I'll be listening to the witch trials of JK Rowling uh, and I won't be liking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start listening to it. I'll report Wait, back. There's this. Um, so I was looking at this glamour article that had kind of aggregated the different tweets that she did yes. that were like, yeah, that's in- a good one. That's a, that's a good one. It goes through all the Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't get that it? much into the, the, um, the essay. It just links to the it essay. Just links. But the, the essay is major, major, major. Abby Gardner came yeah. out a couple weeks ago. Yes. It's a good one. It's, it's complete. So she includes fan, not fan. Well, I guess fans, but she includes like former fans. Maybe. Yeah. Arguments that, and, and just like, puts embeds their tweets so it's like in their words yeah. because they're you know so i click on one of them i'm blocked oh wow <laughs> who is that i don't know yeah who's that actually <laughs> i'm gonna put out a call there have been people that block me yeah if you happen to be listening to this mm. can you let me know why you blocked me okay you yeah. can just email potpsych at gmail.com p-o-t-p-s-y-c-h I'd, I'd also take a phone call. Oh, yeah, yeah. 347-450-4239. Give us a call. Let us know. Um, Why did you block Tracy? Yeah. I don't care if you unfollowed me. That doesn't... It's 
blocking me that I think is very aggressive because you can just put people on mute, you know? There's a new Paris Hilton cycle. Wait, she had a baby? She had a baby. Did she have the baby or she had a surrogate have a baby? I don't remember seeing any surrogate. Uh, pregnancy but it was her embryos. It was her embryos. Her eggs. I'm sure her she eggs. froze her eggs. Yeah, she did. She talked about it at length. It was a surrogate. What did she have and what did she name it? Phoenix Baron Hilton. What's her husband's last name? Hammer or something? Phoenix Baron Hilton Riam. Riam? Is his first name Kamer? No, his first name's Phoenix. No, oh. her uh, husband. Her husband? I don't know. Oh, did you see how like she said she was... Carter. Carter. <laughs> Kamer? Is that a name? <laughs> I don't know. Kamer, I knew her. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our friend Emma Carmichael yes. interviewed yeah, her I mean, for I want to Harper's. talk about this with you. You know, at the very least, finally somebody asked Paris Hilton about her racism. I, you know, I, I certainly wish that there had been a little bit more of a back and forth that we could see. Mm. Uh, here's the excerpt from the Is thing. Is it Harper's or Harper's Bazaar? It was Harper's Bazaar. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't Harper's. There is a convenient sign to the latest, there is a convenient side to the latest reinvention too. In 2005, the contents of a storage unit she'd used during a move were sold at auction and a couple of years later, a video of an apparently intoxicated 20-year-old Hilton using racial and gay slurs ended up online. When I ask her about it, the story comes back around to her traumatic time in isolation. Yeah, I'm mortified, she says. But after talking to other survivors, I see that so many of the things that I did are classic signs of survival. Everyone lives and learns in life. Uh, I, how, why did she need to like say the N-word for survival? Exactly. It's That is, but with all due respect, with no due respect, with no respect to Paris Hilton because none is due, with all due respect to Emma, that is a crock of shit. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And it's I, to me. She should have just stopped it. I'm mortified. Yeah, exactly. You know, just that's enough. Like, I, well, I'm, I, I wouldn't, I'm mortified. I, I, that w- I wouldn't. I don't think that would be enough, but it would be enough for that purpose. To self-edit. To self-edit <laughs> and to say this is a magazine interview. I'm mortified. Yeah. I don't think that's sufficient, like, in life, whatever. Like, that's not a proper penance, but you're right. It would be a much better don't look, blame let's it. say. Don't blame it on your, on survival skills. Like, don't, and, and try to, like, invoke sympathy. And I have to tell you that I'm extremely, then, suspicious. Not that I haven't already been with this whole new angle that she's done of, like, you I've gone through all this shit. You should absolutely be suspicious. I've gone through all this shit. Like, I'm such a survivor. It's like, that, that's fucking marketing. She's using. No, she's really smart. She's using the, well, she's savvy. I, think, I, yeah, I think she's a pretty good businesswoman. I think she's a good businesswoman too. And I think that and she, she knows reads, what she's like, she can, uh, into it, you know, like what's going to work. Exactly. But, the, but it's so transparent to me. Yeah. And I find it very frustrating that other people don't find this transparent as well. Yeah. Well. Just in general, that's kind of it, to me. It's like she's like hoodwinking you. People are just so into her and her aesthetic and everything anyway I that know. like they they're like yeah they yeah, don't yeah. Care. it's a crock of shit and whatever. I will certainly read her book. Oh oh, one more. Oh, thing. She has a book. Yeah, one more What's thing. What's it called? Uh, Paris, a memoir or something like that. One more thing. Uh, I did notice now in this Glamour UK piece that came out today, she says. 
to me, the reason that I have a really hard time believing that Paris Hilton is any sort of intellectual is because the way that she talks about herself is like she's a child filling out a worksheet. <laughs> I'm not a dumb blonde. I'm just very good at pretending to be one. The real me is someone who is strong and resilient, brave, smart, and fun. <laughs> Listen to this one. I think I've just been through so many things that I'm a warrior, I'm a fighter, I'm brave. I can hear her saying this in her baby voice. And I'm a badass. I'm a warrior, I'm a fighter. <laughs> brave. Come on. It's like, it's it's the, it's the, it's low-hanging fruit as, <laughs> as you're... Friend Emily would say. <laughs> I love that we're still talking about her. I, I always even, think of her. I haven't I looked at her, her when I think Instagram of in like. Fruit. Wow, you kick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, I think. That's good. Not any of 2022. I think That's good. like probably halfway through 2021. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I rarely find myself like hate reading or whatever these days. I have to say. Yeah. I don't have the I, time. I don't have the time either. And every once in a while, I'll get the itch and I'll be like, eh, but really? Like. Sometimes, depending on my emotions, it can be almost an anxious experience, you know, and it's just like negative bad vibes. Yeah. I hate that about it. I hate that about the Internet. You know, I hate the bad vibes. I hate that about New York. Don't have a problem with Paris Hilton existing, <laughs> but I do have a problem with what she chooses to do with that existence. Mm. That's I like I that. And you know what? I'm one asshole with an opinion. She's going to exist no matter what. What I get to do is complain about it. Well, I bet she thinks that your asshole opinion stinks. I bet she, I, I'm sure she doesn't even pay attention to it. Well, that's all for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't do tops, bottoms. Oh, and... oh, okay. Yeah. Tops and bottoms. I'll tell you my top. I went to the Berkshires for ski week, you know, for winter break. All of New York City public schools get this that week off president's right. day Winter week. break where the where the the good son the, yes, the, the that's week when that in took, time yeah. to, that that takes place that, that <laughs> classic movie <laughs> so i went to the berkshires and i'd never been before i went with una and my boyfriend where are they are they in upstate new york it's uh massachusetts massachusetts but like at the border of new york basically mm, mm. oh so this woman dorinda from the real housewives of new york she has this like manor in the berkshires it's like this beautiful home and they always do or when she was on the show they would always do a series of episodes that were always there because for whatever reason whenever the women were there it was like the best episode because they would all just be sleeping in her house together and there would just be crazy things that happened so she, and then they did an entire season of real housewives ultimate girls trip which is the show that's on peacock mm -hmm. um yes, they did a, an entire a season one. at that at that um at her house. So I was really excited because I've seen the town so much and it is like such the cutest little town. Mm -hmm. It's literally Norman Rockwell lived there. And that's what a lot of this is, is based oh, wow. off of. Yeah. It was, it looks just like that. It's yeah. like perfect. Yeah. So I was really excited and I'd seen where they had gone on the show, like the dispensary and like this restaurant, that mm -hmm. restaurant. And so I went to like those places mm -hmm. and I went and I saw Dorinda's house in person. It is gorgeous. I mean, not in the inside. I just drove by. Mm -hmm. And then, um, my my um bottom is that she wasn't there the whole weekend. I was like stalking her oh. on her Instagram. I was there for five days, four days, and she was in New York the entire time. Oh shit. I know. I think Your my top, top is, is actually Angela Bassett did a thing. 
Yes. I'm sure it's like it's going to be so by over by the time this po- this post, but maybe, maybe it won't. And also, maybe it's in your head again. Yeah, you just for reintroduced that. him. <laughs> yeah, it's making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and who is my bottom? Uh, I do have a fun fact. Unless you just want to use your two fun facts. How about this? If you want to hear Rich's fun fact, go to Patreon.com/slash/PotPsychology. We're going to record the bonus episode now. Right. And he'll tell you there. There's also our premium series, Wawu. Right. We're right now we're, we're doing a, Mad- a Madonna-thon. Yeah. We've watched some real crappers. <laughs> We've only just begun. <laughs> this will be our fourth movie. We yeah. did Who's That Girl, Body of Evidence, Desperately Seeking Susan, which is good. Yeah. And now we're back to bad. Who's Shanghai Surprise. Who's That Girl surprise. Is, like, is good and bad. Who's it's That Girl? It's not great, but like... <laughs> I kind of like it. Well, it's better than Shanghai Surprise oh, and Body of Evidence. Jesus for Christ. Sure. Everything's better than Shanghai, <laughs> Shanghai Surprise. Shanghai Surprise. I, I actually had to take, I could only, I had to spread it across two nights. I could only take an hour of it. Oh, yeah. I stopped, I kind of stopped paying attention for a while. And then <laughs> I, I put was on, really lost with the plot. Oh, because it's just a bunch of talking. It's, it's this nonsense. adventure. It's yeah. this adventure, and they're just talking the whole time. It's just going around talking to people. But it's, I know. <laughs> I just go around and talk to people. What? In a really boring way. Totally. Sean Penn carries that entire movie on his back. <laughs> and he does. really does. Like, he acts the shit out of it, even he though does. it's stupid. Yes, he does. Um. Anyway, okay. so you can uh, go to patreon.com slash psychology for that. Yeah. And that'll be that. Bye.